What is up, friends? Welcome back to Healing Within with Jesse and Liz. This podcast is all about mindset, relationships, business, and spirituality. And if this episode hits you in your soul, send this to someone you care about. They will thank you. Believe us. And if you enjoy this podcast, send us a subscribe, a follow, and a five-star review and help us reach more beautiful souls just like you. And with that, let's jump into Healing Within. Hell yes, we're jumping in. And today we're talking about imposter syndrome. So turn your ears on, really sink in. If you are doing dishes, if you're trying to multitask, stop. Just listen for the next 30 minutes to imposter syndrome, because I bet this hits you too. And Liz and I were just talking about what we're going to talk about on the podcast. That's what we do when we pop on. And she was about to share a story about imposter syndrome. So I'm going to hand the mic over to her. Liz, start us off. Where are you feeling? What are you doing right now? What's up, guys? Um, Yeah, so I am running my first wellness retreat, which I am so excited for. Um, and like Jess said, I think whatever you're doing and whoever you are, even if you're not a business owner, I think you can really relate to this. Mm -hmm. So listen in. Um, but so I've been in business for about two years and full-time coaching for about maybe eight months. And I, this is my first time launching something big event in person. And this is my goal is to start doing in-person events. And so it's really exciting that I'm kind of getting my feet wet in here. Thing is, I'm a one-woman show. (laughs) I don't have any help. And I mean, that's my decision right now. (laughs) Um, But I decided to take this on by myself. And looking at it, it's intimidating. And it's so normal to start having these little thoughts pop in your head like, well, what if you don't get people to join? Well, what if it completely crashes? What if you completely fail? What if it sucks? Like mm-hmm. all of these voices started coming in my head, even though I know it's going to be dope. I know the healers that are there are going to be so tr- you know transform- transformative for people. I'm still having those voices. It's really hard when it's something completely new that you've never done to just step into it with full-blown confidence. And this is coming from someone who has worked on six years on her confidence. And I could say I'm a pretty confident person, but anyone, you're stepping into something new, you're gonna have those thoughts of like, what if I'm not that person? Like, what if that's just not me? What if I fail? And I was actually talking to my boyfriend about this and he's such a huge support. And he basically was just like, You are trying to focus on the outcome that hasn't even happened yet. And he's like, you're focusing on all the wrong things. And I was like, okay, explain more. And he's like, you're focusing on like getting people in there. You're focusing on how many people you're going to get in there. He's like, this is your first in-person event. And you're trying to make it something that you've been doing for years. Mm -hmm. He's like, focus on making the event the best event that you could ever make it. And this is just a testimonial to everyone that it's real, it's legit. This is what you can get out of it from the testimonials from people who do come and the pictures and the videos. And he's like, this is your first one. Just focus on making it good. And I was like, you're right. (laughs) But I think it's so important. Oh my gosh, I literally made a post yesterday on Instagram. I was like, all of these coaches out there that are just constantly preaching 
I am the vibe. I make all this money. I do this. I do that. I am so confident. And it's like, let me tell you something. They're blowing smoke up your ass because they deal with, yeah, (laughs) they deal with these things behind the scenes. Every time that you level up to a whole new level, you're going to experience some sort of like fear, doubt, imposter syndrome. Levels of your confidence will go up and down that we're humans, we're fluid. And maybe they don't hold you back like they used to. Maybe they don't impact you like they used to, but they're still there. And so I think it's so important to just like talk about it. Yes, 100% Liz. And I think just like you said, this goes for people who are business owners and who are not. Mm -hmm. A lot of my clients are in the nine to five and in the coaching space. And it's so interesting to hear the overlap of the imposter syndrome that sinks in, even like my really successful friends are like, um, they, they say, oh yeah, I have imposter syndrome. I got this raise. I got this promotion. I'm like, oh, you're so smart. Like you're so good at what you do. What are you talking about? And I feel like that's where it comes in, where we get this, we should be here now. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. My partner and I were talking yesterday about perfectionism and people who suffer with perfectionism. We have this big idea of what this perfect scenario is and whether you suffer with perfectionism or not that is this like yardstick that we are measuring ourselves by and we're putting this yardstick so far out that we feel that we have to reach it right away and it's Mm -hmm. so interesting like being someone who's been in the coaching space for now five years and as a mindset coach for a year now I remember my first time hosting like an online event and I was like, there has to be 30 people here. They have to be here. If they're not, then my worth is not valid, like validated. Mm -hmm. And that came back to my imposter syndrome where it's like, well, you're not good enough. Clearly, can't you see only five people showed up. And for my coaches out there who, uh, who are doing these like masterclasses and whether they're free or they're paid or you're trying to start something. I always tell them like, you have to start somewhere. Like you have to have five people in the room for you to get the 30, the 50, the 100. You have to start somewhere. And especially when it comes to in-person events, I love that that's your goal. And essentially that that's my goal too. So like you're a a beaming beacon for me to look up to and be like, Liz, like, okay, tell me what you did. Like, thank you for doing this first so I can learn from you. (laughs) And it's interesting because I always wanted to be the person in front, either on stage or leading, facilitating these types of healing events. And as I shared in last podcast episode, my manifestation of being in a room of people on a journey together, I realized, holy shit, like if I wanted to be the person standing in front, I have to take 10 steps back, which is okay, Mm -hmm. and actually be the one in the audience seeing it first. And that is not just like helping me and others get to that point, but it's letting you know, like you have to start here and then you make a step forward versus the 10 steps forward that our imposter syndrome really holds on to. It's like, we have to be so far ahead. So I'm curious, do you know where we get this idea from? Like, where does this really stem? I think it's just fear of failure. I really think it's just fear of failure because like you look at, you look at the future and it's, and your brain can't wrap, you can't wrap your head around something tangible because you can't see it yet. 
And so your brain is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) I have no details. I have no idea what this looks like. I'm not really quite sure how you're even going to navigate this. Let's just not do it. Mm -hmm. So then we don't experience the possibility of fear or failure. And I also think it is too your worth, like you feeling that you're worthy of that. Like you said, you needing 30 people in the room to feel like you accomplished something. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was my, what my boyfriend was trying to get at. He was like, what is the difference of you having five people in the room and impacting them versus having a hundred people in the room? Mm -hmm. He was like, really, what is the difference? He's like, sure, you would make more money with the 100 people. And he's like, but you're not doing this for money. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're right. I'm not. I literally told Jess, Jesse before we hopped on, I was like, my if I end up just you know leveling out and not making any money on this, I'm good on that. Like I'm doing this to really impact people and get my feet wet to understand what it's like to serve people in person. Mm-hmm. And so- I think that that's also maybe even like lack of clarity of your goal and your why. Mm. Like, again, like you said, masterclasses, I actually, for a while, I was trying to figure out what um, business plan worked for me. And I ended up doing the whole masterclass thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, you know, what? I'm, I see coaches doing this all the time. And like, I'm not getting one-on-one clients in like, you know, in high volume. So let me do masterclasses. I ended up, hating them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I run masterclasses randomly here and there. And it's only because I'm so passionate about what I'm teaching in that masterclass. It isn't a part of my business model per se. It's really just if I have an idea and I think it'll bring value, I do it. But I ended up burning out and no one would sign up for my masterclasses because I wasn't excited for them. (laughs) Yes. And that is like the biggest thing. And I feel like we're really talking to to our coaches here who are listening is when, cause I was talking to my client the other day who is trying to figure out her strategy and, and the vision behind her business. And it's really interesting because she mentioned someone who hosts masterclasses like every single week or once a month. And she has so many people who join them and she's like, well, maybe I should do that. I was like, yeah, maybe, but is that truly what lights you up? Is that what fills your soul or are you just doing it because someone else is doing it and they're successful doing it? And it's so interesting because this is where like you and I agree on this and our, our program coming out in the next few weeks is really going to focus on this and it's aligning with your vision and your energy because it's all about your energy. There are so many business coaches who offer strategy and I've worked with coaches who've given me strategy and you know what it did? It put me in a box. It put me in a box and it gave me even more imposter syndrome because I was looking at everyone else doing what they're doing and they were more successful than me in that specific thing. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, I clearly am not doing enough. Clearly I'm not worthy. Clearly I'm not enough. And I'm trying to tweak all of these things instead of tuning into my energy and saying, okay, what do I like to do? I tried to launch over and over and over again last year because I thought that's, that was what you had to do to make money. And once I realized, I'm like, I fucking hate launches. Like that is like so bad for my energy. It constantly has me in this like wormhole of thoughts. I'm not going to do it anymore. And once I gave up someone else's strategy and looked at my energy to go to my own strategy, 
boom, literally clients, one-on-one clients falling out of the sky. And I'm like, hello, come on in. You're here. You're welcome. And that kind of took away my imposter syndrome because Mm -hmm. I started to validate me and my thoughts and my energy versus someone else trying to give me this like blueprint and saying, all right, here you go. That's, that's, this is the only way you can do it. And once I kind of like ripped that up and burned it, that's when things started to flow a little bit more. That's when I felt like I was more myself mm-hmm. and imposter started to fade and fade and fade. And now, you know, yeah, of course it comes up in, in little things here and there when I push myself out of my comfort zone, but it's not as loud as it used to be because I'm tuning into me versus what I think people think that I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. I think two really important things came up. There is like, obviously comparison will lead to imposter syndrome. So if you find yourself like comparing yourself to people, especially coaches who have been in the game a lot longer than you, <laughs> I am very, very, um, I'm guilty of that kind of looking at people's pages who have been coaches for years. And I'm like, well, I don't have that type of response. And it's like, you know, they've been, they've had their feet wet a little bit longer than you. So comparison will always lead to lack of confidence. And also social media is really good at showing the good sides, Mm -hmm. (laughs) really good. So um, honestly, if you find yourself feeling like an imposter and you're like looking at other people, like you said, maybe strategy, what are they doing? Or like maybe you have lack of clarity and you're looking at other people for answers rather than coming internal to ask them. I would say, honestly, get rid of your social media for a couple of days. Tap out of that. You got to come internal. And that leads me to the second um, question that will literally change your life because you should ask yourself this question with everything that you do. What is your intention? Mm -hmm. Why are you launching that? Yep. Why is it money? Because that'll never feel good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll never feel good. So it's like, why are you launching that? And it's like what my boyfriend had to remind me of. Why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Are you doing it because of money? No. Okay. Well then stop looking at the money. Mm-hmm. Stop chasing little like certain figure money figures. Like take a step back and just make sure that you are putting all of your energy into the experience. Mm-hmm. And then it'll all flow. So I think intention, ask yourself intention. I have a whole full step that I give my one-on-one clients of energy testing. Mm -hmm. And this is like, not even for my business clients. It's really for anyone, Um, especially if you're like feeling a pivot in your life. Like you're having, you want to start going into something different, or maybe you're in the purge stage. Like if you guys listen to the past episodes, um, like, where do you want to go with your life? What do you want to do? There's very certain questions that you should ask yourself, but one of the most important ones is, what is my intention behind this? And what is my language behind this? Mm -hmm. Or is your language rooted in like negativity where kind of like when you said the 30 people have to show up in your masterclass, like, are you saying to yourself, I have to get 30 people in like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, are you focusing on the numbers? Boom, boom, boom. Or are you kind of in your flow state where you're like, okay, I'm feeling good about this. And you're just talking about it and you're giving people value that that's going to separate you from being, you know, successful and kind of catapulting that or being kind of stagnant. Yeah. And I love how the the question comes up, like the big why. It's always like the big why. Why are you doing this? What is the intention behind it? I was just working with a client yesterday and we're trying to really nail down her routine. 
so she can have more mental capacity to give back to herself. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was all about like 5 a.m., waking up, going to the gym and doing all these things. And we were talking about how it's so easy to fall off of it. It's so easy to say 5 a.m. Okay, I didn't do it that day, so I'll start tomorrow or I'll start Monday. But that day never comes. So I had her ask herself, why are you even doing this? Like, what's the purpose of you wanting to wake up at 5 a.m.? What's the purpose of you wanting to fuel and nurture your mind, body, and your soul? And when you answer that question, that's kind of like what I do before I even go to bed. Like, say I want to start waking up at 6 a.m. again. That was I was a big snoozer for a while because my partner was, and I was like, I don't nip this in the butt. So I had to ask myself, okay, Jess, why do you want to wake up at 6 a.m.? Why? What's the intention behind it? And I was like, well, it gives me two hours before I start helping clients. It gives me two hours back to myself. I get a stretch for 30 minutes. I get to meditate for 10 to 30 minutes. I get to see the sunrise. Like it's going to elevate me in so many different ways. And then once I started doing that, I started to find little bits and pieces that were then fueling that energy and going back to that. And I feel like we're we're getting a little bit off topic of imposter syndrome, even though this is very, very helpful for all of us. But I want to come back to comparisonitis and mm-hmm. how we compare ourselves, because I think it's really big here, especially when you talked about social media, because when we do comparison or we compare ourselves to others, especially on social media, I have a story. I will leave names out. But I have a story about comparing to other people. And I bet every single person can fucking relate to this. So when I started my business, I started following all of these people. And like, even when I started like my fitness journey, my body, I was following all of these people. And I started to compare myself to specific people on the internet. And again, either it was body or business. I was literally like, I should be there. I should be farther along comparing myself, comparing, 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 which was holding me back, holding me back, holding me back. It wasn't seeing myself or what I was truly doing. So constantly imposter syndrome was like clouding my mind. I was literally in this helmet of imposter syndrome of fog because instead of looking at what I was doing and the work I was doing with my body or my business, the clients that were coming in, the weight I was losing, the muscle tone I was putting on, I just kept looking at them and I was like, well, I'm not there yet. And when we got to, we'll just focus on the business one. So when I started comparing myself to this person, I literally would see their posts and I was like, wow, this is so good. Oh my God, they're so far along. Why can't I do that? I must not be doing something right. Maybe I should know what they're doing. And I noticed my energy around it. And every time I saw one of their, their posts, I would literally be like, fuck this. And it would literally like, hold me back from like just showing up for myself for hours. Mm-hmm. And finally I had to ask myself like, okay, you, you still want to be on Instagram because you want to connect with people and you want to encourage your business to grow. What do you got to do? It's like, well, I don't want to unfollow them because you know, I want to support them. Okay. So I hid their posts and made me feel better. But then sometimes I don't know, Instagram, what the fuck is up? They would show me their posts once in a blue moon. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I would like go in a rabbit hole and I'd follow them and I'd go back to comparing myself. And what I recognize is, okay, the more that I compare myself, the more jealousy that comes up, the more imposter that starts to feed in. What if I just like start praising them? So if I saw something I liked, I would compliment them. Like, fuck yeah, hell yeah, you're doing that. 
Mm-hmm. And then I started to say, if they can do it, why can't I too? And that was a really big one. I'm like, if they can do it, I can fucking do it. I can do it better because I'm going to do the J Bax way. I'm going to do the Jesse way. And that shit hits. And to conclude this story and how I want to really share, like when we compare ourselves to others and what Instagram shows you, like what we all show on Instagram. I was comparing, comparing, comparing. And I started to see when I finally looked back that the idea I had of this person, the lifestyle that they were living, they actually were suffering a lot. They were going through a lot. Business changes, relationship changes, just shit falling through the fan. And once I saw all of that, I was like, oh my God, I was comparing myself to this person's highlight reel. Mm -hmm. And I was so attached to that, that I put myself down, my worth down. It held me back. It put myself in a box. I was like literally screaming imposter syndrome, all of the, the dialogue and narratives in my head. And once I saw that, I was literally like, oh my God, why the fuck am I comparing myself to anyone? because I don't know their true story. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, I felt that I realized that it honestly allowed me to like release comparison completely. Cause so I was like, okay, zoom in Jess on you and your life and preach this versus seeing what someone else is doing and saying, I need to do that. I need to do what they're doing again, back to the energy and the strategy. When you release that and you tap back into self and your own self and your own thoughts and your own worth, everything else starts to kind of fall into place from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's huge. I don't even really scroll on Instagram anymore, honestly. And I obviously noticed comparison, but it got me out of my own energy. Mm-hmm. That's what social media does is it sucks you into like the energy that people are putting out and it's good in like small doses. Um, but I've been trying to keep myself out of that so that I can be present. I think like, like we said in the beginning, this isn't just business owners. And so I want to bring like a example in that anyone could probably relate to, especially if you're a parent. Um, I know like I'm not a parent, but I've seen, I've, seen all different types of environments with children it's hard and relationships are hard too and so if you're in a relationship if you're a parent if you have a life that maybe you aren't quite happy with and you start looking at other people's lives and you start looking at what they're doing or maybe they're traveling or maybe you know they raise their kids a certain way and it starts making you question how you raise your kids Um, opinions. (laughs) That's a big one, right? And so I think people who aren't quite in business can relate to this too, is if you start comparing yourself, you're getting out of your own energy and you're stepping into their energy, but you're only stepping into the energy that they're putting forth. Mm -hmm. And so if you actually open the door to their real life, do you actually really want that? And so I think when you start to feel imposter syndrome, something that is like a really good antidote to that is gratitude. What do you already have? What have you accomplished? What are you doing? Why are you unique? Why is your energy just as good, if not better than theirs, right? And you don't even need to do that necessarily saying I'm better than this, but the moment that you can kind of put yourself up with the people that you look up to and be like, we're equals, you're unstoppable at that point. 
So I think that's important to keep in mind too. Yes. The equality of it all. I love that you brought this up because it's, it's literally like putting yourself on the same pedestal as them. I'm pretty sure you talked about pedestals and like worth last week on the podcast. And it's interesting because even like, if you want to create different friend groups or you want to change things, or you maybe like you see someone on Instagram where you're like, I love the way that they're raising their kids. Instead of having like any jealousy comparison, itis or imposter of how you raise your kids, go be their friend. Mm-hmm. Like take them off of that pedestal that you put them on that comparisonitis, the, the thing that's potentially like raising the boiling, the water of imposter syndrome and go be their friend. Mm-hmm. So easy for us to, to question our worth and question how we're doing things and putting them in a different box than us or a different place than us. When we are all equal here. Literally every single one of us. The only thing that holds us back from equality is just how we think about the other person. Yeah, it's our perception. Mm. And a lot of people don't realize is that like when we feel disconnected from ourselves, from others, from our business, from our family, from our partner, whoever. I was just talking to my client about this. What we don't realize is that we close the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. And like, we start saying things like I'm talking to a wall. They aren't listening to me. They aren't seeing me. And it's like, well, you put a door between you and your business and yourself and your partner and your family and that person that you saw on Instagram, because you now see them as something that is higher than you. And it's causing some sort of like riff between you guys. And so in order to protect yourself and not feel that uncomfortable feeling, you shut that door. Mm. And so a lot of the times we wait on other people to open that door and initiate that connection. I mean, we can think about, I think everyone has done this before where you get in an argument with someone and you're like, no, they are wrong. They need to come say sorry to me. They need to initiate. (laughs) right? And I know people are like, how does this have to do with imposter syndrome? It's literally all the fact that you close the door on that connection. You close the door on you guys being equals, you guys talking it out, you guys just meeting each other at the same point. Mm -hmm. And so the moment that you kind of let your ego come down, open that door and you open connection, like Jesse said, become their friend, Mm -hmm. ask them a question, see what's going on in their life. Like, oh my gosh, that was one of the hardest things I had to do with my, my boyfriend. And I got imposter syndrome relationship wise. I was like, am I the person that's going to have a healthy relationship? Mm -hmm. Like, am I really that person? And like, I, I caught myself a lot of the times after tiffs or arguments, I had to be the one to go in the room and be like, I'm sorry. Whether I thought he needed to come to me or not, it doesn't matter. It's just the point that like, I'm letting my ego down. And then that now puts us on the same playing field. Mm. And, and when you say like, how you said the audience, you know, how does this all relate to imposter syndrome? It literally, everything is interconnected. Literally everything we talk about is connected. And it's all about the, the emotional and the energy and just understanding yourself a little bit more. Like saying sorry, when you say sorry to someone in the relationship, whether it's a friend, a family member, a partner, you are creating these little like micro healings Mm -hmm. that when it gets to this work, 
imposter syndrome feeling or this comparisonitis that you have, you probably are going to feel a little bit different because you're letting the ego down. You're, you're kind of soothing it over. You're opening yourself up to receiving more. And when you receive more, you're able to give more. When you're able to give more, you don't feel that again, back to the beginning of this episode that you're comparing yourself to this like yardstick of your own making. You know, we mm-hmm. talked a lot about comparing ourselves to others, but are you comparing yourself to a future you that hasn't happened yet? Like, yes, we want to become our higher self, our higher self. We will get there when you see her, you feel her, you know, it's going to happen, but you have to go through the steps of life. You have to have only the five people sign up. You have to have the, the struggles and the uncertainties in your current day-to-day job, in the promotion that you get in, changing your eating habits, whatever it may be. You have to do that to reach that yardstick you have. So mm-hmm. I usually call this my clients the zoom in and zoom out method. So many times we are zoomed out and we're like, well, look at that. Or we're zoomed in. We're like, well, we could do that if we keep going. It's like, take a step back, zoom out, look at everything you just fucking did to get you to this point. Mm -hmm. Now zoom in and look at this exact moment. What do you have to do right now to get to five months from now, you? Mm -hmm. Because you have to do it right now. You got to zoom in on this exact fucking moment. And when you work on really soothing over whatever it may be, because with imposter syndrome comes a lot of our limiting beliefs, open your ears. Like you'll, you'll see it. If you ask yourself, like, why am I feeling this way? What's coming up? What is my imposter syndrome linked to? I bet you, you're going to hear a little voice or you're going to see something. You're going to feel something. It's gonna be like, ah, my worth is being challenged. Ooh, I feel like I'm not enough. Mm, I feel like I'm not perfect at this. You're going to hear it. And that is the little nudge that you, you get, you get to receive that you get to start looking at and working on. And that's Mm -hmm. the coolest thing about healing within is Mm -hmm. you truly get to hear and see when imposter syndrome and comparisonitis comes in and say, okay, I feel you. I hear you. You know, it's okay that you're here. Mm -hmm. What do we got to do to start soothing this over so we can take that step forward and we can start releasing the imposter syndrome because it doesn't have to be here forever. Like, yeah, things are scary because you've never done things before. And there's big leaps and bounds, quantum leaping for a lot of our clients of these new things that are coming in. Hell, my client literally just scheduled like three networking events where she's going to be on a fucking stage. Never did it before. Like fucking call this shit in. Like, Yeah, it's nervous. Yeah, of course. But you have to take those steps to even get that stage opportunity. And then when you're on stage in front of 50 people, Next is a hundred, next is a thousand. And the imposter syndrome starts to fade and fade and fade, but you have to just accept where you are right now. hundred percent. I actually, I just looked up the quote that I shared on Instagram last night because I was like, this is it. It's from Usain Bolt. And they say, I trained four years to run nine seconds and people give up when they don't see results in two months. Mm. I mean, imagine the first time Usain Bolt stepped on a track. Just imagine. I mean, one of the um, examples that came up in my head too, because I'm a I'm a child of the restaurants. I grew up in restaurants. Is like you look at the manager, or you look at the owner. Most likely, majority of the time, they started out on the floor. Mm-hmm. They know how to do everything except maybe cook. <laughs> 
right? But they'll get out there and they'll start bussing with you. They know where everything is. At least a good manager does. And I think that that shows, and a lot of people can probably relate to that, is that shows the fact that you have to start at step one. Mm -hmm. And it's going to make you better when you get to step seven. Because you're not someone who just tried to jump to step seven and now you're there and now you're just trying to wing it. Mm-hmm. You know exactly what every single step looks like. I was telling my clients this all the time is they have all of these goals that they're trying to reach, which is amazing. But these goals are like years down the road. And so every day they show up with these goals in mind that are years down the road and they feel like a failure every day. And it's like, well, yeah, because what you do right now is not going to amount to that five-year goal. Mm-hmm. You need to realize that the journey and the steps in between that is where it all matters. Because you get to that end goal and you're like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this what I've been waiting for? Like, <laughs> it's the journey is where everything is, like where you find yourself, where you enjoy things. Like, it's literally every time that I get to an end goal. Oh my God, I remember the first time that I got 10K month. That was my goal. Cool, it was cool. But then I was like, Okay. (laughs) Like, this is cool, I guess. But like, I was literally hyping it up so much that like, I got to the end goal and I was like, okay, but then what's next? Mm -hmm. People, we got to learn that like life is literally just fluidity. The end goal does not mean that you're done. And the end goal, if you're trying to go to step seven and you're on step two, you're going to feel like a failure. You're going to have imposter syndrome. Zoom in. Yeah. You got to zoom in. And just see where you're at. Yeah. And I, I literally love that you called out the 10K. I look up and I see the 10K check that my grandma <laughs> gave me. I'm like, oh, that's 10K. I framed it. And uh, it's always always funny when people are like, my partner especially, it's like, you keep saying 10K months. Like, where'd that come from? And I was like, you know what? It came from the fucking internet. It did. It came. Because people are like, oh, it's so great to do 10K months. And it's like, once you get there, like you're hyping it up. It's kind of like you hype up something so much. And then once it's there, you're like, all right, like, that's cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, cool. But like, now what? Now, what, now what's next? What, what, what happens? I feel like that's like when I go on vacations, I used to hype them up so much. And I'm like, oh, so many three cool things are going to happen. And then once I got there, I'm like, right. <laughs> no, no. What? So I literally like, I don't think about my vacations until like, I'm literally like there the mm-hmm. day of. And like, people are still playing. I'm like, just let it flow, let it go. And when you let it go, when you let it flow, when you zoom in on the exact moment, on the exact step that you are on, your imposter syndrome will fade. When you validate how far you've come, you zoom out and say, holy shit, let's look down that mountain. I fucking, oh my, I reached that milestone. I already made that manifestation happen. That gold check mark, baby. Like soak in and celebrate all the things that you had to do to get here. It's interesting when we have imposter syndrome, especially for those who are in corporate America and you've got that promotion and then you're like, oh, fuck, like now I have imposter syndrome. Yo, you worked your fucking ass off to get that promotion. Soak in the imposter syndrome. Literally let it marinate for a second because that is you challenging yourself to the next level. And clearly, 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 clearly you got that role because you deserve it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Imposter syndrome is honestly a good thing. It means you're leveling up. Oh, yeah. Ooh. It means, yeah. 
I always say like whenever imposter syndrome comes, like, don't be scared of that. It's literally just because you are stepping into a version of yourself that is a lot higher than where you're at right now. And your physical body, everything needs to catch up to that. (laughs) Give it a second to catch up. I just wrote that down. That was so good. Oh yeah. yeah, It literally means you are leveling up. Like, okay, now we're celebrating imposter syndrome. Like, yeah. The true celebration is that you get to level up and you get to say, holy fuck, now I'm scared. What, what do I do? I have to learn something new. I have to step into a new version of myself. Yeah. We do that all the time. We talked about shedding like episode two of Liz and I together. Start shedding. It's a beautiful process and it feels so fucking good. Mm -hmm. Yep. Welcome it. And then you'll actually start to enjoy the process. Yes. Well, my friends, thank you so much for joining us for our imposter syndrome and comparisonitis, which we kind of flowed into on this episode. We appreciate you listening. And if you got anything from this, or if you have any questions about imposter syndrome, reach out to Liz and I. Let's talk more (laughs) about it. Let's free ourselves. And we're always here, open door policy to, to chat more. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Peace, love. 